hello there, fabulous listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom Bitch Podcast. I am your host, Celia Bogarelli, and today we are going to dive into the highs and lows, the ins and outs, and all of the things that will shape my 2024. I'm calling it the Mom Bitch List. But before we dive into my personal ins and outs, let's kick things off with a snarky take on dry January. And this is just my opinion, okay? So if you are doing dry January, I understand we're midway through January. Do not feel judged. I just cannot get behind it. And for me, it's like, when did we start making decisions based on a trendy calendar month? Like, who needs a whole month pretending we're on some sort of like virtue quest? We're adults. We're not toddlers being potty trained. And for me, the clinking of a wine glass actually brings me joy. And I love to cheers wine to the milestones in my life, whether it's small or large. And for me, January, I've already started the year off so fantastic with launching my bench podcast, my website, the journal on Amazon. Like I can't imagine like not doing something to make me happy just because someone somewhere told me so. I do think, though, that it's like a bigger issue at large when it comes to binging. Like, I feel like in the U.S., we binge TV, we binge technology, we binge food, we binge alcohol. Why are we not talking about, like, the art of balance, the art of moderation? If you go to anywhere else in the world, we'll just take wine or cocktails, for example, It's just an addition to. It's done with grace. It's not done to have like a PhD in hangover avoidance. And so I really want us to ask ourselves, and it might not be just directly associated with dry January, but really anything. Like the decisions that you're making, are you making them based on you as an individual? Or are you making these decisions based off of something that you see online that seems trendy? I really think as parents, in working parents, in role models, we need to ask ourselves those questions because we are responsible for our own lives, but we're also responsible for our happiness. So with that said, I'm going to cheers in January, okay? I'm going to cheers to adulting, sort of. Now, I want to buckle up because we are going to dive into the 2024 mom batch list. I do have a quick disclaimer though, okay? This is my mom bitch list. This is not my entire priority list. Obviously, my top priorities are my family and work, but I want to dive into the fabulous ins and outs that are going to shape my 24. And I really want you to think of yourself as a compass for your year. Write down your in and out list. It doesn't have to be crazy. Maybe it's just jotting down one to five things that are no longer serving you and one to five things that you want to focus more on. But do it for yourself. After doing this exercise, I'm actually even more amped than I was going into the year. So I'm really excited to kick things off. I'm going to say that everything on my list is self-care related. And it's because as a working mom, as a woman, as an emotional woman... I feel like I carry so much weight on my shoulders that this year I really just want to take the time 
to do the small things that make me happy. And they're not outrageous, okay? They're very basic. You'll hear me say that a lot. Go back to the basics. The simple answer is typically the answer that you're looking for. So for me, all of these are self-care related items. They might be silly to you, but I'm going to go behind the brilliance of each of these choices because I do think self-care isn't just a trend, it's a necessity. So number one on my list, ice rollers. Ice roller? Like seriously? Yeah. I really don't think it's just like a trendy tool. Like if you go research ice rollers, it's been around for decades and skincare experts actually say you really do get long-term benefits. Your skin's your biggest organ. Why are we not taking care of it? If you do not have a skincare routine, make that your endless for 2024. And for me, I'm going to be 39. I'm not getting as much sleep as I used to. I have TMJ. Like when I wake up, I just feel a bit haggard. And for me, when I look good, I feel good. And it doesn't mean I have to get dulled up. It just means that like I want to wake up and do something small to make me feel better. And a lot of that has to do with just like puffiness. Like I hate feeling puffy. And the ice roller allows you to like depuff. That helps with brightening your skin. It actually helps with like producing collagen. And it doesn't take a lot of time. And I use my ice roller under my eyes, from the center of my cheeks outward. I use it on my neck. Like it's just a really nice tool to start your morning with. And I don't think you have to do it like every single day, but it's something that I want to do three plus times a week. The next thing on my list is lymphatic drainage. And I just have to start off by saying that I looked at my insurance and I actually found that my insurance covers massage. I had no idea, so maybe that's something to look into, but I fully intend to take advantage of that, and as I was looking up massage therapy, because I'm really big on going to like chiropractic therapy, I realized like obviously we know our bodies tend to be made of primary fluid. I didn't realize that a lot of the tenderness that we feel is because fluids are just sitting in our tissues. And they're not well distributed throughout our body. So that lymphatic drainage actually has a very big benefit towards your cardiovascular system and more importantly, your immunity. So that's something that I really want to take advantage of this year. Number three on my list, saunas. Okay, I just invested in an infrared sauna, a one-person full wood sauna. And at first, I think my husband thought I was absolutely crazy But I did a lot of research on saunas, and what I found is, is you don't have to go to the extreme with them. Like a lot of times when you think of a sauna, you're thinking of like 140 to 180 degrees. You have to do extreme detox. You're trying to lose weight. You're trying to excessively sweat. That's literally not the case. There's temperatures between 80 and 100 that just makes you feel like you're sitting outside in Florida on vacation. And what's really exciting is, Not only is it more like a relaxed type therapy, muscle reducing, stress reducing, but there's light therapy in my sauna. And I didn't realize as we talk about colors all of the time that it actually impacts your immunity. Like the different colors can treat acne. It can help prevent aging. It can help with eczema. It can help with a mood booster, with sleeping, like all of these different things. And so I'm really excited to go on this journey 
because I really do think it's going to have a bigger impact. I will say this, I've been going to the chiropractor for a while now since Lakin, and every single time she's had to work on me, she's had to manually adjust my pelvic bone. And this last time she said she didn't have to, and I've been doing a lot more of like the sauna slash stretching, and it really made me feel good. Like, okay, the choices that I'm making are getting me on the right path so that I have more sustainability in the way I feel. And I don't have to go to the chiropractor every other week to feel good. So basically everything that I just talked about, ice rollers, lymphatic drainage, saunas, like those are going to be like my holy trinity of like relaxation and revitalization. And the light therapy, it's basically like my mood boost in a box. Another thing on my list, bass, it is the sanctuary of serenity. Sourdough, it's not just bread, it's a lifestyle. And I can actually digest it. Like I'm actually being able to eat carbs without having a bellyache. I'm not gaining weight. It's fermented. Like it's amazing. Another item on my list, cozy everything. Like obviously comfort is the ultimate luxury within reason. I've never been one to wear like sweatpants suits. I really love to get ready every single day. Like you'll find me just chilling in jeans and like a top and I I do my makeup every single day because I just want to feel good. But I'm going to start like letting go a bit. Like I don't have to get done up every single day. There's nothing wrong with wearing a sweatshirt. I started to kind of incorporate like dressing down a bit more. And it's actually nice to not always care about what you look like when you're going out and about and just be comfortable in your own skin. A huge one for me, though, that I hope everyone listens to is breakfast. Breakfast is like the unsung hero of the day. I never used to eat breakfast until I got pregnant. And then even after being pregnant with Lakin, I continued to eat breakfast. And I'm not a big, big breakfast eater for me. If you've ever seen the perfect bars, they stay in the fridge because they're clean. It's superfoods. They're perfect for me. I grab one of those every single day. I start my day with that. Maybe a couple sips of orange juice. I drink lots of water. But it's been honestly so sustaining for me that I don't snack as much as I used to. Like I can make it to like 12.31 p.m. without feeling like I need to eat the whole fridge. And it's been really beneficial for me. The last couple here, maybe it's cliche. I really don't care. Kindness, it's not just a virtue. It really is a superpower. I want to be surrounded by kindness. I want to portray kindness. I want to work on my kindness. Not only that, the last thing on my list for ends is faith and values. Really, honestly, when I got diagnosed with panic disorder, the first thing I turned to was my faith. And I started to go back to church. And I don't think you necessarily have to walk through church doors to get there. But for me, it's been a compass and it's been guiding me through my life since having a baby. And it's been nothing but spectacular. So I really want to make sure that what I'm doing and who I'm being when I'm with Lakin and how he's raised is raised towards our faith and values so that he knows it's not just mom and dad that are saying, this is what it means to be kind. This is what it means to do good. He has a whole community behind him saying the same thing. 
All right, now onto the outs. First things first, skinny jeans. Comfort should not be compromised. What were we thinking? Skinny jeans, I used to think were like the best. I used to make fun of the whole Gen X, Gen Z baggy jean era. I am so for the baggy jean era. They are so comfortable. Lean into it. And you might just have to find your perfect baggy jean because not all baggy jeans look good. But why were we trying to fit into these little itty bitty jeans that really give you no comfort? Like no wonder we have body image issues. Another thing on my outlast, unapologetic people. Like a little humanity goes a long way. That's all I'm going to say. Clubs. Like I cannot go out past 9 p.m. If I do, it's on the rare and I am exhausted the next day, which leads me into another out, heavy drinking. Like moderation is key for me. I'm going to be 39 years old. I have a toddler. I have to wake up with a clear mind. I cannot drink just to drink. It doesn't suit me. It doesn't make me happy. So heavy drinking's out. Another one that's on the out list, fear. Like, let's replace that with courage. Let's have the confidence to be who we want to be. And let's face our challenges and be better. On that note, always being in public, that's also on my out list. Like, sometimes a little solitude's a gift. Like, I don't have to be out in public gallivanting around town just to be doing it. And COVID's probably really helped me with that, find like a happy balance. But sometimes it's nice just to be at home and find things within your own home creatively to make you happy and keep you entertained. It's so nice to not feel like I always have to be out and about in order to be accomplished. Another one on the out list, posting on social media. And I know if this sounds hypocritical because I do post for the Mom Bitch podcast and I do post on my personal account. But I'm not sitting there wondering if I'm going to get likes or comments or views. Like, I really do want to be a resource and connect people to information. But outside of that, I'm living in the moment. I am not worried about what's happening online. I'm worried about what's happening right in front of me. And last but not least, it's a really big pet peeve, littering. Like, if you're littering in 2024... Get out. It's just not cool, okay? But remember, these are just my opinions. I do have to say, though, it is 2024. It is an important year. And I really think it's a year that we make a stand, especially because it's a political year. Voting takes number one on the spotlight for the endless. So if you are not registered, consider this your wake up call. It is time to make our voices heard, and it is time to shape the future we want. And if you're wondering, like, I didn't realize you were political, I just wanted to say that, like, voting is crucial, okay? I'm going to dissect it. This world is complex. Voting is not just a civic duty. This is our ticket to shape the future. We can change, influence, policies, that really have a direct impact on our lives, and most importantly, the lives of our children. So as millennials and beyond, we need to be a significant collective power together. We need to make informed choices. We need to exercise our right to vote, and we need to pave the way for a brighter tomorrow. So please, please, please 
take the time, vote, be educated. This is our year. Moving on to a new hobby or way of life, if you want to put it, is capsule wardrobes. I've embarked on becoming a fashion minimalist. I used to be really big into fast fashion. I did not realize that it's like an environmental disaster. It's like one of the biggest global polluters. But even outside of that, my closet just got overgrown with material and things that I was only going to wear for a period of time. So the capsule wardrobe has actually come to my rescue. Not only is it allowing me to be like more eco-friendly, but I'm building up timeless pieces that are just not going to go out of style. So I wanted to go over a few tips that's helped me help you. Number one, when I started to build a capsule wardrobe, is like it really helped me identify like my signature style, like my native style, my basic style. And it's really helped me hone in on the colors that I love and the colors I look good on before I would just buy anything under the sun. If I saw it in a magazine, if I saw it on a celebrity, I thought it was cool, I would buy it. I have like a neon green juicy couture velour pantsuit. There's no reason a 38-year-old mom, elder millennial, should be wearing that in 2024 but I have it. Like, what is wrong with you, Celia? So I've really found my identity through the capsule wardrobe. It's also helped me declutter. Like, I never realized how much crap I have. And all of that stuff just sitting there could actually be used by someone that needs it or wants it. So I was able to do a lot of declutter because I'm only keeping the essentials. And a big thing with the essentials is I'm investing in quality pieces. Like, I want to make sure they're versatile. I want them to be timeless. I want to be able to mix and match them. And it's just a lot more mindful. Like I feel like I've become more intentional when it comes to shopping and not just like looking at sustainability or sustainable brands, but really just being intentional in like what I'm spending my money on, especially now that I'm a mom, I need to prioritize Lakin and he's growing like a twig. So yeah, so those are just like some tips and it's helped me like curate my capsule wardrobe. I've honestly like enjoyed it. Like now that I'm entering into like the mom era, I feel like I've simplified my fashion choices and I'm just being more sustainable and mindful. And that's kind of like the way of living. I want to continue. So yeah. Before we wrap up this insightful journey of my in and out list to 2024, my capsule wardrobe, all of the important things, obviously, I just have to put out a quick reminder. Episode four spills all of the deets on the Mom Bitch Journal on the Mom Bitch Method. And that is now available on Amazon. And I want to just make a note, journaling isn't a tiny enemy, okay? It is a friend. It's a confidant. And sometimes your personal therapist when you just don't have the money to talk to someone. But it's really been a great tool for me. And I really want you to learn what I've learned over the course of the last year and a half So please tune in to episode four. I also am very excited because the Mom Bitch Compact Mini, which is a nine by six, is on review with Amazon and soon to be able to be purchased. But the eight by 10 book is available now. I really think you're going to enjoy it. You can also see previews of what's inside of the book. So make sure you check that out because I want to make sure that before anyone purchases anything, they understand what 
they're purchasing. But on that note, I wanted to leave with a little nugget to warm your hearts. I'm really into starting and ending my day with a hug from my sidekick, Lakin. Lakin has been my secret weapon. And like, I just want to let all of the moms out there know that mom hugs, they are the glue that hold us all together. You are incredible moms. You are the real MVPs. So I just want to leave you with that sweet note. Hug your kids, hug your husband, hug your family. You are the bond, okay? So until next time, fabulous listeners, stay momtastic. Yeah!